Welcome back. This week we are going to be debating some ethical questions with each other. How Hopefully ethical are these questions? Quick. They're not super ethical. Some of them are worse than others, but we'll work we'll, we'll work our way up. Okay. All right. First question. Why are humans so confident in beliefs that can't be proven? Like what do you mean? Like, like I mean the, I, the fact that there is a moon or that there are world the earth is I mean I, I feel like that can some things can be proven, but I think other things can't be proven like 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 a god yeah. or like a higher being. Yeah. But mm. like why how are humans able to believe so strongly in it even if there's no like real evidence in something? I think it's just our brains. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Um like we always are thinking. Yeah. Like are you never not thinking even when you're not talking? Like yeah. first thing when you wake up maybe, but like when you're in the shower, you're thinking. Mm -hmm. When you're going pee, you're thinking. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's so much just like going on with our sight sight smells and hearing that like mm -hmm. we're always thinking of something. And maybe some worse than others, but I think yeah. we're just always thinking and then we think about something and then we keep thinking about something and that's just our deep conscious uh, i would say it's just because we have a deep very deep conscious Con consciousness conscience conscience mm -hmm. that's fair that's kind of my thought well yeah i guess with like a lot of humans it's they based what they believe on tradition or what their family has believed and what they've been mm -hmm. taught and i think yeah i don't know i feel like they just follow what they've been told mm -hmm. and who they trust most Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, it's like part when it comes to beliefs. There's also a an aspect of just feeling to it. Um, it's I think it goes beyond just thinking about something and believing something in your mind. But it's like I think people have like intuitions about things, or if that makes sense. Oh, one hundred percent. Feel when something like. You, in certain situations, like, you can feel if something is right or if something's wrong. You just know. Um, yeah. But then I think when it comes to beliefs, like, I think if we're... The example of, like, if there's a God or not, I think that also comes down to... I think belief... Believing in something is almost, like, a coping mechanism for humans to, like, get through their days mm -hmm. sometimes. And it's sometimes like, I think we need to believe in something. I agree. So that we can keep putting in work and doing things and making the most out of life because none of us chose to be here. It's like a sign of hope. Yeah. Like there's more to, cause like what, what if there's no, like there's no beliefs, right? Like if you didn't yeah. believe in anything, like right. then people would just be living yeah. their lives miserably every yeah. day or without yeah. any like feeling at all. Like you're just, you're like a floating ghost. You're you just would, there. Yeah. If you have a bad day, you would think tomorrow's a bad day because you don't believe yeah. that it would be better. Yeah. Or you just don't even, or you're just like indifferent. You're just, it's a day. Tomorrow will be a day. The next day will be a day. That sounds miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, like, like for like love life, for example, some people believe in uh, soulmates. Some people believe, believe in love at first sight or, True. or whatever it may be. But if beliefs didn't exist at all, you're just, you're yeah. just there. You're acquaintances. Speaking of that. What are your guys' thoughts on, like, soulmates? Do you believe in that, this concept of a soulmate? Oh, yeah. I do, too, yeah. There's way more to us than just, like, sight and mind and, and everything, like, the physical aspect. Like, I personally believe, that, like, 
for every person, there is a another person created to do life with. I agree. You know, and I think that's just natural. Like, you find yourself drawn to other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you'd find yourself attracted to someone, and then you're like, "Wow, I really enjoy being around this person." And I think I do think that one person, there's one person for every uh, every person mm. that's that's meant to like find each other. Yeah. I think for me, I believe that we all have many soulmates. And I think that soulmates can be applied to friendships as well. Um, I just, I find it hard to believe that in a world full of like 8 billion people, only one person in the world is like meant for you. I think that many people can be meant for you. Um, And it's just... I think kind of random depending on like where you are in your life, like the timing, the place um, of which one you'll find. But Mm -hmm. I think that there are just many. And I think personally, like I feel like there are so many friends that I've had where I'm like, we are like soulmates and not in a romantic way at all, but like we are meant to be friends with each other. And I don't feel that way about every friend, but I do feel that way about certain people. Yeah, I guess it kind of goes into like, like fate. That's what I was going to say. It's like my thought is like fate is like what are the chances that all three of us signed up to be interns at the same place at the same time? Yeah. You know, it's like mm-hmm. realistically, I think about this all the time is like I think about this with my girlfriend a lot is like how many times did we cross paths without realizing we crossed yeah. paths? Yeah. Like, yeah. Cuz she lives out in Aurora but like my family would always go out to malls and stuff like that sure. around her family. What are the chances on a Black Friday we were at the mall at the same time and like we walked next to each other in the mall but didn't know it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, even you guys, right? We all went to a Jeffco school district or a Jeffco school yeah. in the same district. Right. It's like mm-hmm. probably before we met, honestly, we probably were very close in like proximity to each yeah. other mm-hmm. multiple times because yeah. it's like you guys live 25 minutes away from my dad's house who mm-hmm. lives. 20 miles away right you live closer with my mom you know so it's like just the whole idea of like fate everyone's like story is is intertwined yeah i think fate is kind of an interesting concept too because i think when i i look at our friendship if we didn't all do outdoor lab i can't say for certain that i really believe that we would all meet each other but i feel like in any lifetime that we do meet each other we are going to be friends like i think that's what i believe with fate mm. at least in that situation do you guys believe in reincarnation um like before this i was a giraffe and you were a lion that hunted me i don't know i feel like for me personally it's not something i actively think about and believe in but the concept of it makes sense to me i believe that i'm not a religious person personally but i do believe that we have like souls of some sort mm-hmm. and i think that like Energy is not created or destroyed. And I believe that like we are not created or destroyed. And I think that when we die, I don't, I don't know for certain what happens, but it would make sense that eventually our souls are out there and then they go into some other like life force of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think like I saw this cool thing and it's like everything on earth at some point was just a cloud of dust. But then it gets me thinking like, well, when you think of um, like conception is like that one cell, like the one egg cell and the one sperm cell at some point down to a molecular level were a cloud mm. and then they merged. 
and then the cell was made and then they just it's just started like multiplying you know and it's like all of those like and that's just kind of like the crazy thing about like life overall it's just like every skin cell on my body was probably at some point like one skin cell that just like multiplied right and it's like well where did all that stuff come from yeah. like where did the carbon come from in yeah. my skin cells yeah you know was it just like floating out in the air or was it like over time it just happened to all be in one spot and then multiplied and then those multiplied and then those multiplied you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah i think i think there's like a i think there's a fate for sure mm-hmm. back to what you were saying with reincarnation though i think it's a possibility i mean we obviously don't know mm-hmm. and it's something we will never know until we die so i think i mean there is a possibility that there's a heaven and hell there is also a possibility that nothing happens after we die Mm-hmm. but yeah it's just something that we will never find out until we die mm-hmm. there's some like there's some creepy stories about like kids who are like you know like yeah. kids that were like no i like i was another person before this mm-hmm. i was i was private william right. jenkins yeah, in yeah, yeah. the something something army mm-hmm. and like a six-year-old saying like if you look up in the history books yep. <laughs> i was killed from a gunshot wound like Two miles from here, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, right. and then I people flew like this plane AG four three two four. Yes, yeah. and then like people research it, and it's true. Right. And it's like, how does a six year old who yeah. like barely can comprehend the idea of a conscious, yeah, like understand how they lost their life when they weren't even like a cell mm-hmm. at that point? You know what I mean? Like that thought is just like, like crazy. Yeah. Um. And I guess the idea of, like, people who believe in reincarnation is, like, you move on to a new life without remembering your past life. So that's, it's mm-hmm. like an anomaly when that happens. Yeah. That'd be, like, how do you deal with that as a parent? Right. You're just like, wait, you're like, huh? Like, yeah. what? Like, you have a five-year-old kid who died when he was 42. Yeah. That's He's living, so like, weird. as a 42-year-old. That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've heard some crazy like I've watched some YouTube videos mm-hmm. that like go into some of those stories and yeah. it's like, whoa, like how does that happen? Yeah. What's the next right. question? <clears throat> Is it possible that someone's genes might affect their political leanings? If no, why not? If so, what would be the ramification? Oh gosh, I have no idea. I don't think so. Like their <laughs> D like like their DNA genes? Is that mm-hmm. what you Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't I don't think so either. I think it's more so the social um, implications of your genes. Like, I don't think, like, I think, like, the color of your skin, for example, could affect what you believe, but not because of the color of your skin, but because of how that has affected you in your life. Yeah, and that goes back to what I was saying earlier about believing in the people you trust. Mm-hmm. And most of the time when you're a kid, the people yeah. you trust are family. Yeah. Yeah, true. Exactly. Yeah. I think I'm never, I'm never going to forget this. Me and my dad, we, we were up at the house and we were driving to, to the store and it was like a blizzard outside and it, and the elk around had just like given birth and like we saw, an, we saw a baby elk and when we're saying baby, like the, like its back was still like wet mm. with amniotic fluid uh-huh. and like we drove down in the first thing we saw this baby we saw the mom run the other direction and we saw the baby just like lay down like how does it instinctually just know 
to like lay down, you know, but then like to complicate it to us, I think it just, I think it goes to the idea of free will to like back to the question is like, I don't think DNA has anything to do with it. I think you, you can believe what you want to believe to the extent in which you believe it. And that's, and it's Mm -hmm. all, it's all up to you and how you perceive it. And that's the cool thing is like your brain and how you perceive something is different from Perich. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like just the idea of free will. I do think, though, also, I do think your genes can affect your personality and what traits you possess. And I think having certain traits can impact what you would believe politically or with other sort of debates, other. Because, like, some people, I, I think your genetics could affect if you're maybe more likely to be open minded versus closed minded. Um, and I think if you're open-minded, that's going to really affect what your beliefs are about a certain topic. Mm-hmm. That kind of goes back to your parents, yeah. though, is like your beliefs, you you see something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't think directly, like your genes determine like, oh, they are going to be a Republican. They are going to be a Democrat or whatever. Yeah. I In think some it- cases, genes do determine if like, I was just thinking about like criminal families mm-hmm. yes and how it is genetic that yes. they are like psychotic or whatever yeah or like addiction yes yeah hmm. i i think i think there there is a lot wrapped up in your genes and i think it's just like how you were raised like perch your both of your parents their first language was not english mm-hmm. right so they think they don't think in english yeah and like that to me is like such a weird idea that like do you like do you when you think in your head are you thinking in thai or english i'm thinking in english but when i was like really young i used to because i thai was my first language so i used to only think and only dream in thai like that that is so crazy to me like all of like if you think of words your parents still think in whatever language probably that they have been most yes accustomed to Uh but like for lack of better terms, like you've almost grown out of that. Yes. Since you've learned English. And so now yes. you think in English, but right. like your parents don't. Yes. Which to me is just like, it hurts my head to think about it, but it's because of how they were raised. Yes. They were raised by parents who only realistically probably spoke one language mm-hmm. because English really started to become popular probably right. around your grandparents' age. Yeah. I think it's also just the amount of time that they spent their lives just speaking yes. mm-hmm. yeah. Thai versus how long. Because I, it, for most of your life, you didn't have to like think and speak and write and read only in Thai. Yes. So, what do you think your siblings do? I know my brother thinks in English, and he has since yeah. he was since he was able to talk. Yeah. Because he doesn't. He used to speak Thai like a little bit, and then he grew out of it quick. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. But my sister, I would say, out of the three of us speaks thai the most and the most fluently Mm -hmm. so because she like watches like thai youtubers or whatever Mm -hmm. and she's still like involved with thai speakers like way more often than i am but yeah i mean i haven't lost language yet i've lost some of it i don't think you ever will just with your parents yeah i don't think so definitely not all of it yeah but i it seems like for you it's something that you can always like immerse yourself back into yes. it and practice it more mm-hmm. so does Tom? does your brother not really like know a lot he, of he understands everything almost okay but he just doesn't speak okay does mm-hmm. 
Can he like read mm-hmm. and write? No. No. Neither can I though. Okay. Never learned. Can your sister? Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, that's just how you. I mean, you guys were raised in a one hundred percent English right school district, mm-hmm. so uh-huh. you're taught to read and right. write in English, yeah. not not Thai. Mm-hmm. Whenever do you think? Well, I guess not even do you think, but like. Is there sometimes where you'll like go visit your family like in Japan or Thailand and they'll like say something to you and you know what they're saying, but you like struggle to find like a word in your head like to respond and, you, and it ta- like takes you a second. And you're like, what, what's the word in Thai that Absolutely. I'm trying to think of? Yeah. I do it here all the time. And like when I'm talking to my parents, I'm just, it's so easy for me to respond in in english and thai so i mix yeah. languages all the time i've seen i see you do it all the time yeah. whenever your parents call you yeah you'll like you totally like in a sentence there was totally sentences where it's like every few words is in english yeah and then you switch and then you switch back yeah and it's just it's so it's so mm-hmm. funny to listen to because like you and your family are like so back and forth yeah and mm-hmm. and all of you do that to a certain degree yeah. and i think that's so funny I think language is like a really cool concept. Yes. They're just sounds. And we put like meaning and understanding to each sound in different languages. Like, and it's all made up. Yeah. Like if you think if like whatever, whatever like first people is right. Whatever, whatever that means is like, we'll just say it's a caveman, right? Like how does caveman Austin and caveman perch communicate? Right. Like we see each other just now realizing that, oh my gosh, there's something else that, that is like, that's right in front of me that probably, you, they probably know they look like each other, but it's like, how do they communicate? Do they just like, like point? Yeah. And then it's like, no, then eventually they'll make a sound. Mm-hmm. Like, hey. Yeah. And that means tomato. And you're just like, what? <laughs> like what? But then you also think about people who are deaf or people who are blind and how we've developed a language that you can feel and a language mm-hmm. that you can sign. Yeah. Like, yeah. That and, is so beautiful. And here to too, with like, uh, what's it called? Like Morse code. Yeah. It's just like, you yeah. can hear a language. And I mean, yeah, technically it's like, you translate it to something yeah. else. You're sure. like, you're just beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Like that yeah. means something. Uh-huh. You're just like, yeah. like, whoa, whoa. Speaking of unlike unethical stuff, I was um, like, I would want to put two newborns in a cage together and let them live 25 years and see what happens. Have you seen that? Like, it's, it's like the why? sibling things. Like, I, I know what you're talking about. Just to see the, the whole language thing. If they were mm. never taught languages, would they come up with one? Would they, 100%. How, how would they communicate with each other? They would or 100%. How would they live? I mean, if they were in this cage, you say, um, like, would they be, would they even be exposed to other people? Like, would they ever hear other people? No, or, no, no. I, I just want to see what part of me believes that they wouldn't do anything auditory actually part Which of would, me thinks yeah. that they would maybe like do something more like sign language uh-huh. almost just because if they're never ex- if they're babies and they don't know how to talk yeah. like people learn to talk because they hear other people talk right but there was this really sad case story about a child who was like completely neglected and always locked in this room and they didn't have social interaction so they could not speak and mm. then they reached this age past this developmental stage where they had they were like rescued and they could not physically make a sound like that mm. they just their brains never learned it because they were locked up so i think that like with two babies i think a similar thing would happen they don't know how they 
that part of their brain would never really like think to like try to talk because they've never heard that happen. Yeah. Which that that makes sense. Yeah. It's like when like say there's like a baby like just learning how to speak and then there's like a slightly older sibling and the baby will just be like Yeah. And the older sibling will be like they want to grill cheese for yeah. dinner and it's like how 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 do you know what that yeah. baby is saying? Telepathy. Yeah. I I think yeah. that yeah, I love I love watching those videos and like clips of that. Yeah. Like a baby's, especially when they like spend like a lot of time together. They just know yeah. each other like so well. Oh my gosh, I saw this TikTok, and it was this. I don't know. He was maybe like two or three, and he like was doing stuff with his hands, and he walked in and he was like ah, and all the people were like ah, and then he like he like was trying to do a thumbs up, but like he brought his hand down and like really started to, like oh, focus saw, on his hands, that. and then he was like. <laughs> and then he did the thumbs yeah. up and the caption was like, bro's still learning the controls. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's so funny. I feel like mimicry is so important for children. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is, and like back to your scenario, I feel like if they at least ha- witness like people, if they were in this room, like if people just every now and then came by and they could just like hear them talking and then they left, like I could imagine them in that case trying to speak. And then maybe from there they could start to develop their own little language. Okay. But not with like complete isolation. That makes sense. I think if there's yeah. no noise, they wouldn't. They yeah. probably wouldn't. Like yeah. you said, they probably mm-hmm. wouldn't make any noise. But then it's also like, it makes you wonder because like they do, babies do cry and right. scream and mm-hmm. they can make sounds. So I wonder if they try to like, right. but if they try to like scream at each other, like, ah! I just wonder if it's like an like an evolutionary thing, like for babies to start talking, or if it's solely based on what their surroundings are. I don't know. I I really do feel like I don't think it's just like an evolutionary thing. I can see that. But I I just think like the the situation you brought up is such a bizarre like right. out there. They should idea. try it. No. That's what I'm saying. It's, so like su- it's like super unethical, but it's, it's something I'm super curious about. I mean, I'm sure there's been a similar situation with like animals held in captivity. Yeah. Um, Have you guys seen the Truman Show? Yes. Yeah, it's like that. Mm-hmm. It's like one person was o- like one person was raised, you know, mm-hmm. to believe that there's a whole society and like that's all there is. Right. Is that? Mm. They yeah. should conduct a Truman Show like in real life. I, 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 they probably have. They just haven't yeah, broadcasted have. it on yeah, television. True. I haven't seen that. Is it just like an experiment type? Show? Yeah. So, so, um, Jim Carrey is the like main character, and he was born and raised, and has lived his whole life, and like he's an adult. So it's a the fictional mo- most of the movie. Yeah. Oh. Yes. And it's like he was raised in. Ba- it's basically like a a giant bubble, um, and like. Everyone in there is an actor except for him. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I think I've heard of this. Yeah, it's it's really trippy mm. because then like people would would like break in and try to be like, everything you know is fake. Like this isn't real. Yeah. Blah uh-huh. blah blah. All of that. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I think I think you just you learn. But if there's nothing to learn, then you don't learn. That is true. Mm. You know. Yeah. All right. I have another question. How would you define genius? Um, I think there are a lot of ways to define genius. I think there are geniuses in like many forms. I agree. 
whether if it's like an artist genius or like a painter genius or a math genius, a musical genius. I think there are geniuses in, in every category. It kind of seems like being a genius is about being like different almost. Like you think in a way that nobody else mm. does. You know something that nobody else does. Um, and whether it's something that's like really impactful or not, it seems like it doesn't matter yes. as long as it's just unique. Yes, but I think it has to be unique in a way where people are unable to replicate it. Yeah. Because if it's unique in a way where people are able to replicate it, then then you're not a genius. If that makes any sense. I don't know. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah no. I, think, I think being a... To me, it's like... I think it very like binary is like somebody is so uh like I guess you could say like knowledgeable like somebody is so is very is so skilled at something mm -hmm. that when when someone comes in contact with them they get the intuition that they know so much about it you believe that they're a genius so like and that's and that's like super super broad, you know. And I and yeah. I get that, but it's like, I know I like I would come in contact with Purich, and we would somehow we would talk about it, or I would watch him do something. But like he that I just get the intuition that he he's so skilled and knowledgeable in whatever that category that thing is that my brain comprehends that as he knows so much about it more than I do to a level that cannot be. To a level that nobody can compare to. I agree. I think it's like, I see what you're saying, but I think it's also like someone could be a genius and come up with something that other people can then do, but they can't come up with those kind of ideas. Because like, yes. for me, I think about music and if I were to consider someone like a musical genius, it's because they're constantly looking at things that everyone uses, like certain instruments. And they always find a different way to use it than everyone else does. Mm. And then it's like, say you take a guitar and someone starts to use it in a really interesting way. And then other people can still do that. But no one else can think of a different way yeah. to use a guitar other than how it is used by everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do, to, to like a certain extent, think that geniuses in the world are like literally bred different. Yes. Like mm. there is something in their genes mm -hmm. that is different than everyone else yeah yeah i agree yeah how common do you think it geniuses are do you think that there are like way more than we realize or do you think that there are fewer than we realize i think there's a lot more than people realize but they don't but they don't know that they're a genius until they do that thing mm. like what i'm thinking when i think genius like my first thought is like physicists Sure. Right, like, like in the be like a hundred years ago, right, like in the beginning of like the twentieth century, like when you look at science and like where it was back then, like the idea of like the atomic bomb was not even like a thought. Mm -hmm. And then like World War One and World War Two happened, so then everyone thought, okay, maybe if I can make something that unfortunately is going to take a lot of lives, but like explode, because like the idea of a bomb was there, but like the atomic bomb was was forged in a way to where it's like those people who made it were considered geniuses mm -hmm. 
But now when you look at it, if you compare it to today, now we don't, we don't even use atomic, we use nuclear. So it's like, I think there are so many more geniuses than we realize. They just don't know what they're going to be a Mm -hmm. genius with Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. because like, even with math, like there's such a high level of math that now so many people can achieve that was like thought unthinkable, you know? Like maybe only one person at one point in time could understand the concept of multiplication. Yeah. Now it is a a silly, tiny, minuscule part of like what even we know. Right. You know, so like... But then you also see like six-year-olds who are doing six-figure multiplication in their yeah. head in their heads yeah and that's what i would consider a genius yeah there, there's something there that yeah. everyone yeah, else for sure have. yeah yeah it's just like yeah it's like uncomparable right like you're so good at something it's uncomparable yeah and you i mean you could break that down to like football you could break that down to music you could break that down to yeah like a like a science or a mm-hmm. math you could break that down to an art you know yeah i feel like that also raises the question if like Obviously, the majority of people are not what we are describing as a genius. Sure. But there is still like somewhat of an abundance of geniuses. And so it's like if there are multiple geniuses, does that make it less impactful? Like what they're able to do, do you think? Or like less impressive, I guess. I don't think so. Because I I think it like based on the percentage of people Mm -hmm. who are able to do a certain thing, I'd say it's less than a percent by far yeah um yeah and i just feel like those like regardless of how many I've, i'm i'm assuming there will be more and more since yeah. the population yeah. keeps growing but the percentage compared to the general population is still going to be a minuscule number mm-hmm. yeah yeah i agree yeah yeah, yeah. i'm with you there all right True. um mm. i haven't this one's interesting why do we resist doing things that we know are good for our well-being while craving things that are detrimental to our well-being? Because we have free will. I know that I need this, but I want this. Yeah. You know? Like, you know what? I need, like, like in high school, you know, like, you need somebody who will challenge you enough to push you to grow as a person. But no, I want the star football player who's jacked that has a six pack abs that every girl wants. You know what I mean? Sure. Like you know what you need. You you may or may not know what you need, but you know what you want. And those two things might be the same, but they very frequently could also be different. But I think it's like but like why? Like why even if you can recognize what you need versus what you want, like why when there when you are faced with something that you know you want you don't need it, but you want it, but you still go for it anyway. Like, why do you do that when I, you know it's not what you need? I think it comes down to whether it's like a laziness level or like in a, on a chemical level in your brain, it's the amount of dopamine you get from yeah. the bad shit. Mm. Yep. And the, the amount of work that you have to do for, the, for like the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like to eat healthy. You have, it's fucking hard to eat healthy. Yeah. And you have to force yourself to do it. Yeah. Same thing with working out every day. It's hard Mm -hmm. to get off your ass and go on a run every single day because you have to work hard for it. I could sit there and play video games all day long because it's easy Mm -hmm. and it makes my brain happy. Mm -hmm. 
but it makes my body not happy. I don't know. What about in situations kind of like what you're saying? Like, what if you were faced with like you're in high school and you can date the the most popular guy and he's super hot and everyone wants to date him, but he's not very nice to you. Or you could date someone who's not cool, but they they'd be really nice to you. Like, why? Knowing that, like, why would why do people still go for for the hot, the hot guy? Because it's how they look versus how they act. I feel like there's a certain level and like age and maturity to where you realize that there is more to a person than just what you see. But I think that people even beyond high school and high school is like a, a difficult period. But like, I think a lot of grown adults still fall into scenarios like that. And it's like if we're yeah. talking about yeah. dopamine and stuff like for the most part, you're not happy when you're with this person, but you still pick them over this other person. But it makes you happy reacting or other people reacting to see yes but it's also them. like yes if you if it not look if it doesn't make you much... like emotionally happy it still makes you like your dopamine shoot up to see them it brings but it's also being like, think about you. how much time you spend with them and like all the time you spend alone with them it's like if the only time that it's good is this brief moment when other people are like oh wow your boyfriend is so hot like mm-hmm. but besides that it's all like like how is that worth it to you that like short moment of social validation because people people are some people get more dopamine from tangible yes tangible things and some people get more dopamine from non-tangible it's like things. the people who buy a louis vuitton bag versus going to dinner with their friends or yes. going camping with their friends yes it's i guess people's different people are wired differently uh-huh. People want the bag instead of a nice sure. dinner have, yeah. and have a friend buy it for them. Yeah. All right. That's kind of like love languages too. It's kind of like the thing where it's like, would you rather be rich and miserable or poor and happy? Poor and happy, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, next question. Why do humans have such a strong urge to distract ourselves from the real world? Because the real world's ass. <laughs> real, world can, real world can suck. Yeah. way more than i think it benefits people but that's but people don't you don't get a lot of dopamine when shit gets hard mm-hmm. and when yeah. you get challenged mm-hmm. and that's why people shy away from it is because people don't like that yes i think it also comes down to control as well and i think humans yeah, have this tendency sure. they want to rationalize everything and the world doesn't make sense so many things that happen don't make sense like and i think it feels better when you can just like have a concrete answer to something like you can know why but we never know why and so i think it's just so much easier to tune it out and just like live in this world in your head where everything works out the way you want it to yeah yeah there's no there's no like if there's no obstacle in front of you then when there is an obstacle in front of you then you get like you almost get lost because you don't know what to do Mm-hmm. And that thought of like not knowing what to do, I think, scares a lot of people. Yeah, because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. You could not wake up tomorrow. You could have a heart attack tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but you never know. Like if you look at LeBronny James, LeBron James' son had a heart attack while working out it for a college basketball thing. He's like, yeah, he's USC. he's his body genetically. If you look at his body genetically, he comes from an absolute specimen of a human being when it comes to like athletic ability and mm-hmm. like what your body can handle makes no sense why a 19 year old kid went into cardiac arrest right. during a, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. And when you take athletes, I think there's a back to the genius thing. I think there's like a level of like like how they understand their game. Yeah. But there's also a level of physical genius. Yes. They are doing things like same with like Olympians. They are doing things that ninety nine point nine of the percent of the population cannot do. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like track runners. Like if you look at like the one hundred meter dash, there are nine people in the final race. Yeah. Out of eight billion people, that you are the fastest person on the planet. Yeah. You know? And it kind of makes like you it's think uncomparable. Like, there are I'm assuming there are people out there in the world that could compete with them mm-hmm. and they just they haven't tried it or they don't know yeah they don't know that they right. can, that they don't know that they're good at, at yeah. that because they haven't worked yeah. to try it yeah whoa yeah that's crazy yeah like 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 Giannis Antetokounmpo is like he he loved basketball but like he didn't he wanted to be an NBA star but like he had to realize that he liked it but he also had to put the work in to realize that he could be very, very good if yeah. he kept working at yeah. it so he can hit that caliper mm-hmm. of athlete and basketball player. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> All right. If there existed a perfect clone of you, would it also be you? Would it act in the exact same manner as you, like a mirror, or would it act differently? If it acted differently, then would it still be you? At what point would it not be you? I mean, if there's a perfect clone of me, I almost guarantee you they would be. They would do the exact same things that I would do. Mm-hmm. They would say things how I say them. They would say the same things, use the same words, and everything. You? Yeah. When I think of clone, I think of like like a robot almost. Same. Um. And I don't think that they are me. I, I mean, I guess if it was a perfect clone, then it would be me. I don't know. Yeah. It's like it's, it's you scientifically, but it's not you. I think that I'm going to literally reference Adventure Time here, but you guys have both seen it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know how they introduce Fern? Like mm-hmm. Fern is supposed to be like an exact clone of Finn. But it's also the fact that like, nobody views him as Finn. Right. And then it's like, he goes into this crisis because he doesn't, he no longer knows who he is. He's just like, his entire identity is dependent on his like genetic, genetic makeup and what is already there. Mm-hmm. But it's like, realistically, like when he starts to realize that and think about that, like he's a different person. Mm-hmm. And I think that is honestly pretty close to how it would be in real life. Like I think that, especially if you had a clone, and your friends, obviously, if your friends didn't know that it's a clone, they're going to treat you like you and they'll probably mm-hmm. respond like you and they won't notice that it's a clone. But I do think that if you told your friends and your family, like, this is a clone of me and they were able to now identify, like, this is the clone, this is you, they aren't going to treat you like you probably because mm-hmm. they know it's not you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. I just don't, I don't think that it would be me. Like, it's me, but it's not me. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think like a, like a man-made human yeah would have flaws in the way they look at like social things Mm -hmm. whether if it's like talking in a group with friends or social like ethical unethical things Mm -hmm. they would not make the right decisions Mm -hmm. yeah 
And that's I, I think that's how you would tell the difference between me and my clone. Yeah. I think it also depends, too, on, like, say they were to make a clone of one of us right now. Like, do they have all of your memories from your whole life? Or does it, like, start from there? Mm. Like, they have your exact personality and stuff, but, like, they don't know what it was like to, like, grow up, mm. like, with your family and have all your friends and stuff. They're just, like, a clean slate, and mm. now they will proceed to make memories. But... They that have to also, learn yeah, life from yeah. where you are now. And I think with like, without all of these experiences that you would have had up to this point, it's like, they're already different than you. Yeah. Because they didn't go yes. through this. So. I think if it's a perfect clone, I would assume that they don't think, it, it's literally going to be me just in a different body. That's fair though. If it that's, was like a literal perfect clone. Yeah. But, but I don't know. I mean, when you think of identical twins, when you like to the to the DNA in their bodies, they are the exact same, but yes. they're raised different. But if it's something that is that is me just multiplied by two, I feel like it would be. But I, I see what you're saying with like there's think, there's complications to it, though. Think mm-hmm. about, though, like, say you found out all of a sudden, like another you walked in and you found out that you were the clone. It's like. And they were standing here and they were like, you're me. Like, would you be able to be like, oh, yeah, like, I am you. Like, I wouldn't feel that way. Like, I'd be like, but I'm not you. Like, you look exactly like me and you sound like me and you act like me. But, like, I'm not you and you're not me. Like, (laughs) Yeah. I see what you're saying. trippy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, would you? I mean, my first question would be who was created first? Yes. Well, if you're if they come in and they're claiming you're the clone, then like they, they were first. Well, that's what I'm saying. That yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Then I mean, then at that point, in my mind is like, well, then I am a clone. But like, say they they took two egg cells that were the exact same and two sperm cells that were the exact same and conceived them at the exact same time, and you were, you were just split up when you were born, right? Mm-hmm. Now that would be interesting. But then it, I mean, that kind of goes back to like you can't. That's yeah, you're technically a clone, but like at the same time, what they would need to do is they'd need to like take you and copy you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, then it's not a clone. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If you, if we were able to make like l- complete clones of ourselves, like do you think that's ethical? Not even just like of yourself, but like you could make it of someone else or like if, yeah, like if someone died, then you can just clone them. Like, do you think that's ethical? Because I feel like personally, just the thought of like, finding out that i'm a clone like i would really hate that that would cause a lot of like inner tor- turmoil for me and not realistically not much would change but it would really mess with me and i would feel especially if you if both are existing at the time like at the same mm. time the clone and the person like i feel like i'd always have to like be a model of this person that's already oh just say like can you go to work that's I'll what I. That's games. what I was thinking. Well, what if they were like, "No, you go to work, and I'll play video." Games. Well, have you guys seen uh, what happened to Monday? Uh huh. So it's on Netflix, and it's about like a futuristic world where, um, like it's a futuristic world where the um, the people only could have one kid, but there was a woman who had seven kids who had septuplets, and so each of them go out on the on the day that is their name. So there's oh. Monday through Sunday, mm-hmm. right? But they're only allowed to go out on their day, but they have like a rotation. And after, and every night they talk about every aspect of their day. So they have like a, a contact that records everything. Mm. And they, they basically go quickly and just 
watch everything that happened. So like the big issue is like Monday just disappears. And so like Tuesday through Sunday are like literally like what happened to Monday. And so they're trying to figure out what happened to her, but then uh, I won't spoil the movie, but like then it kind of goes into the like, they're literally seven of the same woman mm-hmm. with all their own individual personalities. So they're mm-hmm. all clones of each other basically. Right. But when one thing gets like taken out of it, it throws everything off and it's yeah. like, okay, we don't mm. know. We don't even know what happened on Monday. So like when yeah. Monday doesn't come home, Tuesday has to go out and like not knowing and, like, and doesn't know. Yet. So like if she interacts with someone, May, she may or may not have done that or like if someone goes hey can you bring me this file that we talked about yesterday it's yeah. like yeah yeah so then it's like then then yeah. with my clone i'll just be like okay this is what we're gonna do this week you go to work i play games and then next week we swap yeah and we'll just we'll break it down every single night yeah and then just go from there what if like i i had a clone and then i feel like i would get jealous like if i had to if we had a, some sort of rotation then it's like i have to go to work and then they like are hanging out with my friends all of a sudden. And then what if they like get really they they like it? And they're like, no, I want to always hang out. Then yeah. then they kill me. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then like it's like, is that murder? Because you're killing yourself. There's, it's so See, like a per- like a perfect weird. clone would not be optimal. I think a a guy a robot that looks like me, but is built to do the shit that i don't i would yeah. do. i would love <laughs> to would build be, a robot so bad. i could if i just i i do you know you just power them on you know would yeah. you imagine if like like there's a technology where you take everything from the day you upload it into a usb drive you plug the usb drive into the robot turn them on for the next day yeah sorry yeah. i just i don't want to go to work today right and they yeah. go okay and then their voice comes back to normal as they power on and then they just go and do your thing. Yeah. But then it's like, well, are they controlled by AI? Because then it's like, sussy. That is true. You know, uh, I just, the world is going to explode if that happens. Yeah, though. 100%. Because it's like, 100%. Because then it's going to be taken too far because then it's like, well, is the president like really the president? Yeah. Or like, where's yeah. the real president? Mm-hmm. Like, where's Vladimir Putin right now? Or is that just like a guy and he's just playing Call of Duty mm-hmm. right now? I don't know though. Yeah. Weird. All right. Um, moving on. I think this is a good question. Are people ethically obligated to improve themselves? No, you have free will. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want, for how long. I just, I think it's just like when you have free will and you can do whatever you want to do. If, if you can do whatever you want to do, then you have to be okay with living with the consequences. If you're not living with the consequences, right? Mm-hmm. You still have your own free will. And you have to live with the consequences regardless I or agree. the benefits. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's just totally up to whatever you want yeah. to do. You it's, know, it's not like an obligation, but like it, it never will be an obligation. Yeah. You can see that in people today. And I'm not dogging on people in the world, but you can see like the lazy asses who don't have a job who don't go to work, who are not looking to go to school, or yeah. whatever it may be, you can see them. Yeah. They're not obligated to, but they, like Austin said, you have to face the consequences yeah. of not bettering yourself. I think the question yeah. is weird, too, because like I also would not say that it's an obligation um, and that people should be obligated. Um, and like, It's not like we're ever going to have someone like, are you working on this and this? Like, like No one's going to hold you responsible. But I do think, ethically speaking, I think it's ethical to improve yourself. Like, I think that is like the 
morally right thing to do, but you're not like obligated to. Yes. But I do mm-hmm. think that For people sure. should. Yes. But I'm not going to hold them to that. Right. But I, I, I think that people, like I just genuinely think that people who don't work to improve themselves, it's not necessarily that they're always bad people, but I think less of them <laughs> as people. And yeah. I don't yeah. think that they're like, some of them are genuinely bad people, but some of them are just like, I'm just like, you're just not a quality person. Mm-hmm. And I just can't imagine yeah, being someone you. who just does not care to right. ever be better. Right. Like, that's so wild to me. And I don't know. It's like, do you think mm-hmm. that they're like, what is it? Do you think that they are lacking it, whether that's like in their mind or their personality wise or like, like, what is it do you think that makes people just not care? They just do not have a grasp on reality is my first thought. I just feel like those people that just just genuinely do not care, do not conceptualize reality. Yeah. I think it can also go into like a bit of empathy, but I also think it's like at a, for some people, it seems like they haven't faced consequences yet. And mm. that's why they're like that. Because I. I don't know. I feel like once you really face actual consequences, usually people are like, oh, like, wait, like, I, I kind of do have to, like, get my shit together. But and, and sometimes yeah. it's, it's too late for them to start getting their shit together. In their minds. Yeah. Yeah. I, f- I really do believe, like, it is never too late to start. And um, you might not reach the outcome that you want yeah. if you start late. I guess in like, the scenario that I was thinking of, like, like, like junkies, like, like drug addicts. Mm. Like sometimes it is too late for them to better themselves. Like if they die. Yeah. If yeah. They, they overdose or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Um, next question. What is your definition of evil? I don't really have one. I mean, there's so there. I feel like that's so subjective. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm. I, think- I see sorry i see i see what you're saying but like i feel like that is just something that's so it's so tough to answer because it's like it's it's so subjective like yeah you can argue that there is a morally good a morally bad where somebody's intuition will lead them one way or another but like i like it's so subjective and and can be so minusculely different to a per to between people that like well which is more evil, mm-hmm. you know, then you just get into comparison. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep going down the rabbit hole, you know. <laughs> Do you have anything? Um, I agree with what Austin was saying. I think there are a, a lot of things that can be defined as evil, but other people don't define as evil. Um, My first thought, for whatever reason, was like serial killers. And I, it's like a lot, of people, I would say most of the people in the world would define serial killers as evil, but it comes down to their 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 chemical imbalances yeah. in their brain. But would serial killers call serial killers evil? I guess not. Right? Because I but mean, some also chemically some imbalanced. some <laughs> might, but like some wouldn't. They yeah. would say, "No, that's a that's a normal person. I've done the same yeah. thing." Because I would argue that they're more psychotic than evil. Mm-hmm. yeah so i've taken i used to be super into philosophy and i took a couple of philosophy classes and it was always a big debate um 
just this topic of is anybody like knowingly evil mm-hmm. um and i think in the whoever really started that debate historically like i i feel like their point was kind of that no one is knowingly evil mm-hmm. like um and i kind of for the most part agree with that i think there's always exceptions but kind of like what you're saying it's like i don't think that serial killers believe like i truly don't think they believe that what they're doing is wrong yes and so it or maybe they do or maybe maybe in that case they they don't believe that doing something wrong like matters i don't know like whatever their logic is it's like it's 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 hard i don't know like you guys are saying it's just it's hard to define Mm. but i i don't think that because I think that so many people do things that I would consider like an evil thing to do. And you think when someone does something like that, they must be evil. But it's like, I don't know. But then at the same time, it's like, I feel like I do things sometimes that I'm like, oh, I should not have done that. That was not the right mm-hmm. thing to do. Like, that was bad. Um, but then in my mind, I think it gets justified because I'm like, but I didn't like that was my intention, sure. you know, and it's just like, right. I don't think I'm an evil person because I did that. And I don't think that anyone else is an evil person because they did something mm-hmm. That was less than good, but it's a it's a weird topic. But I don't think yeah. that anyone is just out here like I just want to destroy everything. I guess like, I guess people the... do become evil when they're doing the bad things, knowing that yeah, good things or like immoral. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. 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 It's all about like intent, right? And yeah, self awareness and stuff. I don't know. Um, this kind of is similar like a part two to this question and we can this can be our last question but um if babies are considered innocent when do people cease to be innocent hmm i think it depends on the person some people never lose their innocence nope i know some 23 24 year olds that are the most innocent people i've ever met Mm -hmm. what would you like consider innocent i guess then like unwillingly knowing what is right or like no it's not unwillingly my first thought is like when i think of innocent i think of like the the person cannot conceptualize and and logically work through if something can be right or wrong like like if a little baby like if a four-year-old just goes ah shit dad like they (laughs) they don't conceptualize and like logically understand why that word to some people could be bad, but yeah. to some people could be good. Like I agree. that's that's my idea it's, of innocence. It sounds like you're kind of describing innocence as like being naive almost. Or like that's what I oblivious. See yes. Um, yeah. And not necessarily in like a bad way, but just like in this pure way of like I also think of just like people who just truly see the good in everything and not because they're choosing to, but because they genuinely believe that everyone is good and everything mm. is good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, oblivious is a, is is a tough word. It's like a, it's a harsh term for. Yeah, what yeah. Trying yeah. To say. I, I I see where you're going yeah. though. Yeah. Is like, there. It's not like for me, oblivious is like they they are choosing to not to like ignore it to ignore it yeah. right. But like, if you take it like like you said the word pure like pure obliviousness to me isn't quite innocent. Well, or like it's it's like if you look at the purest form of oblivion, mm-hmm. I feel like 
if you're just purely oblivious to to everything Mm -hmm. then you you still are like like choosing to not understand versus Mm. like for me like innocence is like you you just cannot like your mind at that time cannot like fully comprehend yeah um and and like logisticize if that's even a word (laughs) you know like what's what in that situation could Mm -hmm. be better or worse Mm -hmm. and like you might not even have that scale like you can't even put a scale you can't even put your your thumb or check the box on what is right or wrong because there's not even anything to check there's not Mm -hmm. anything to see because you just can't comprehend it that's my idea of innocence you know part of me almost feels like being innocent forever is not necessarily a good thing and it i don't think that it's a bad thing but i don't know if it's like the best thing to be in this world yes but I agree with you. I I do think that some people never lose that. Um, and I think it's very like situational. It completely depends on your the environment mm-hmm. that you have grown up in. Um, but I feel like if we're gonna talk about that, I think that people like lose their innocence when something really when bad and life changing happens. When they seen some shit, like That's the what first I was time that it happens, yes. everything is different yes. after that. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm with you. And I I think that's that's why you were saying that it's it's not necessarily a great thing that yeah. they haven't lost their innocence is because they haven't been exposed yeah. like to the terrible shit. Mm-hmm. I think it's just it's not a a realistic or practical way to 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 think and live and yeah. exist. Um, and I think being in that it's almost like how we were talking about in another podcast about how like. It would be nice to be like stupid and happy. Yes. And that's kind of how I like view it almost. Yes, Not that me they're too. stupid, of course, right. but like I do think it is kind of like oblivious. Like mm-hmm. you just don't get it. And I don't know, if you like if you've ever been around those people who like you would still consider pretty like innocent, like I feel like they're really hard to be around. <laughs> at least for me. Um and I and from an outside, sometimes it looks really nice to be that way. Like yes. I would love to just be like, mm-hmm. oh, like in this like nice wor- pure world where everything yeah. is great but it's not like that yeah. at least it hasn't been like that for right. me and it hasn't been that way for most people that i know yeah. so it's just yeah we're living in a tough world yeah but you got to work with what you got mm-hmm. true man yeah. it's really hitting the heart there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good to st- remain like optimistic yes, and believe 100%. in good and yes. believe that there can be good in everyone. Yes. And, yes. But not <laughs> But not to sit there and be like, oh, there's like absolutely no chance that there's not good at yeah, all the time. Yeah. yeah. For Shoka. <laughs> like yeah. being a pessimist is I hate people like that. Yeah. yeah, I hate interacting I with people like that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Like, I think you. that there there's an extreme on both sides because yes. I also think that like toxic positivity is a real thing. There are people who are just too optimistic about everything and yeah. people who are too pessimistic. I, and mm-hmm. I think you just got to find somewhere in between, ideally closer to the optimistic side. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in for this week of Spilled Milk. We'll catch you next week. Hope you enjoyed.